Hello and welcome to another episode of The Trendy Scoop. I'm your host Claudia Savage and we have such an exciting show coming up today. I know I say that every week but we always have an exciting show coming up so why wouldn't I say it? Uh, this week I was getting to talk to Matthew and Jordan from the band Two Degrees. They have a new EP coming out on the 21st of May so definitely listen to that if you want to find out more about them and their music. And there were so many people saying last week, where's Emma Walton, where's Emma Walton? Guess what, Emma Walton's back. She was notably absent from the show last week, but she is here this week. And her and Neve are gonna be giving us their always fresh recommendations for what we should be watching this week in the world of TV and film. And we're also gonna be talking about some celeb news from Billie Eilish's wig to Kylie Jenner's frugal spending habits when it comes to her friend's medical bills. But if you want to hear more about that, it's all coming up on this week's episode of The Trendy Scoop. And it is that time again. We are back with our series regulars, Emma Walton and Neve Bell. So excited to be back with you again this week. And especially welcome back to Emma, who was notably absent last week. Emma, how are you feeling this week? I am feeling on cloud nine because I guess we're back talking to you girls. I really missed you last week, but of course I tuned in and you did such an amazing job. I was very... I was very happy. I was almost like, maybe I'm holding the girls back, but, you know, the fans wanted me back, so here I am. <laughs> yeah, obviously there were so many people saying they were going to boycott the show because you weren't on it last week. Oh, I fully believe it. I fully believe it. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you for letting me come back, you know. I know, you're welcome. So, um, I think, so we'll get, we'll get started with our, our usual TV and film recommendations for the week. And Emma, because of your... Uh, you got your break last week. You can go first this week. What is your first uh, recommendation for this week? Okay, so because I was sick, I had plenty of time to watch some new content and some old content that I had missed. So I actually have come back this week with a theme. And the theme is comfort cringe. So I was watching things that I did not want to have to think about. Like, obviously, there's so many, like, good films, quotation marks, that I've never seen. Like, you know, classic ones like Citizen Kane. But you don't want to watch them when you're sick. So what I discovered, I know you girls will love. The first one is a film called Fool's Gold. And I had actually never heard of it. But girls, which rom-com have we talked about a lot that we all love? is exactly how I lose a guy in 10 days this film stars none other than Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey back at it again as a romantic I see from the shock in your face you had not heard of this film either no way no, I've heard of this so Fool's Gold so basically um, at the start of the film they are a married couple but they are separated and on the brink of divorce and Kate is leaving him because he is a treasure hunter and he's not like contributing anything to their life together he's not reliable and she can't rely on him anymore so she's like I'm going to go out my own um but just as that happens he discovers the place where the treasure that they've been looking for both of them have been looking for their whole lives he knows where it is now and he's like look we're so close so they get divorced and um then he comes in he's like please no let's do this together and she's like right okay and she's currently working as like a waitress on like a the cruise ship or the ship of some rich man. So played by Donald Sutherland. And he agrees to like help them like fund the project. And then they rediscover their love for each other through their love of treasure hunting. But there is a villain in the midst played by Kevin Hart. I think he's called Big Buddies is, is the name. Like and he's Kevin like, Hart, really- like the comedian. 
as in the comedian girls when I say this film delivers on all levels um he is in it and he is the villain and he plays Big Bunny who Matthew McConaughey has borrowed money from before to like fund this treasure hunting but now that you know but he's already failed and he owes him a lot of money and blah 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 so um then there's a bit of a rivalry there to get to the treasure um and they're also trying to kill Matthew McConaughey so that's never good but it's a really fun watch like the plot is insane like even as I describe it like it's pretty insane um but it was a really fun watch it was really funny and I was just glad to see Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson back together like their chemistry is still amazing even in a film which which plot is not as good as maybe their first one I like to think it's like the unspoken sequel where like you know the characters got because he's called I'm pretty sure he's called Ben again and um you know they got married but then you know it didn't work out and then they get back together well spoilers I almost but yeah so that's Fool's Gold and it's on Netflix and it's just it, it it's it's cringy like but it's great Fool's so. Gold on Netflix I can't believe I have never heard of that neither are you shocked by this revelation as I am I am sitting here gobsmacked. I can't believe that this has just been existing in the world without our knowledge. And I'm definitely going to have to go watch it now because you actually just can't beat Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey as rom-com leads. They're just the pinnacle of rom-coms for me. Really and truly, honestly, buzzing to watch that one. And Neve, what is your first recommendation for this week? So my first recommendation is a bit of a throwback as well. I think Claudia and I were actually discussing this. I just, we're not feeling all the new Netflix content at the minute. There just is too much coming out. So whenever I was looking for recommendations this week, I decided to go for one back in time a wee bit. So this film is actually from 2004. So when we were all a ripe four or five years old, so potentially weren't watching it at the time. So now it's the perfect time to catch up on all those films that we've missed. Uh, and it's called The Day After Tomorrow. And basically, it's <laughs> Emma, Emma <laughs> likes the day after tomorrow. Emma likes the day after tomorrow. I literally watched it. I literally watched it last night. Truly, an incredible film. If you could see Emma's face right now, you would be you would understand how great this film is. But basically, if you haven't seen it, it's an apocalypse an apocalypse film, which is a bit morbid, I think, during current times. But I think like. As we're seeing potentially, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel with the whole coronavirus thing, maybe now's the time to start watching apocalypse films again, because I feel like we're, there has been a drought of them in the past year because, you know, we've all been living during the apocalypse, essentially. So what this film is, is essentially there's the world is like turning into the new Ice Age because of this like crazy megastorm. So it's the second coming of the Ice Age and it's a it's a, a father-son story where basically the father is some sort of extreme weatherman. So he actually predicted this crisis coming and he and his son have been separated by a school trip. So as the world is starting to freeze, they are trying to make their way back to each other and the father is trying to rescue the son. Okay, so perfect film to watch at this point in time. And obviously I can tell by Emma's face that the reason that she is watching this film and the best the best thing about this film is that it is starring a young Jake Gyllenhaal, who we are all huge fans of. Yes. And this is, I know it's literally incredible. And I feel like this is like pinnacle of like Jake Gyllenhaal, where it's like sort of like three years after Donnie Darko. So he's like a bit young in Donnie Darko. So he started to like beef up a bit from that. He's not like the little beef scrawny teenager. I know. And it's one year before Brokeback Mountain. So it's like, I feel like he hasn't really hit his stride with the awards yet. So this is just like peak Jake Gyllenhaal for me. 
he's so cute like I actually just I love him and obviously just a very fun adventure film as well because they're trying to escape this like crazy snowstorm and everything but honestly just watch it for Jake like that's the best that's the best reason to watch it and um yeah it's available now on Amazon Prime so give that we want to watch absolutely that's re- like really one of those movies I feel like where you can watch it like I feel like you could like suggest if you're like trying to watch a movie with like your dad, you'd be like, oh, let's watch the mm-hmm. day after tomorrow because they would like it. You know, the boys are going to like it for the Claudia, after. For the girls, Jake Jim Halzer. It's so funny you say this because the first time I saw the day after tomorrow was at Claudia's house. But Claudia, like, went, like you were not paying attention halfway through it. And it was just <laughs> me and Chris, your dad, sat watching the day after tomorrow. And that's a good memory that just sticks with me now. So yeah, it's the perfect film. <laughs> Oh my god, that is so done. funny. That is so funny. First thing, I can't believe you. Like, what the coincidence is going on here? Like, you watched that last night and then Neve suggested it. And the first time you seen it was at my house. And then I said that about yeah. watching it with your dad. I wouldn't even watch it with my own dad, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> you just got called out, Claudia. I really did. Oh my god. Chris is getting his first shout out in the Trendy Scoop, but there's <laughs> I well Chris if you are listening I loved watching it with you and it felt like we were that father and son you know <laughs> oh my god Emma has cast herself as Jake Gyllenhaal and, and yeah and Chris is Dennis Quaid yes I am amazing there we go I freaking love that one so that's the day after tomorrow a good one to watch with your friends da uh, <laughs> thank you Neve. Um, <laughs> Emma what is your second what, what was the, uh, your theme again comfort cringe what is, comfort cringe. What is your second comfort cringe recommendation? Well, this one has comfort in the title. It is a Netflix series that was released last week. I think it was literally released on Friday. I finished it already. I've watched it like twice. And it's called Country Comfort. And it stars Catherine McPhee, who was on like American Idol in America. She was in that TV series Smash. She was on Waitress in Broadway, just foreclosed. So she's like a name that like I'm familiar with, but I never would associate her with country's genre. And I'm so happy that she is in it. And basically she plays Bailey, who is a aspiring country singer, but you know, she just can't catch a break. And then she go she <clears throat> in the middle of a storm ends up at this house of this widower and his five kids. And they're looking for a new nanny. And um, in the midst of the storm and the chaos, she ends up getting hired as their nanny. And then the whole series is just about the ups and downs of, you know, being a nanny and all the fun antics that come with, with being in a big family. Um, so I just really, you have to know about me. My guilty pleasure is country music. Like my secret dream is to marry an American country singer and live my days out on a ranch. Like that is the dream. And hopefully one day it will come true. But until that day, I will watch Country Comfort. It has like all the country classics in it. Leanne Rhymes, who sings uh, Can't Fight the Moon Like That, makes a guest appearance. And um, Broken Roads by Rascal Flatts is covered. And it's just such an emotional moment. I did I did share the weed here. Um, but it's just a really nice, it's one of those like sitcom, family sitcoms that it's just so easy watching. Like there's just there's no stress, no drama, just all fun antics. Um, I just I don't know what it is about the show. Like I, I like I said, I just I just really thought it was very comforting and it is cringy, like don't get me wrong. Like to be honest, that's my that's my niche is cringe. I unironically enjoy it. So I think that's what it really delivered to me, but it was amazing. So if you love country music, if you love humor, and if you love family orientated shows then this is the perfect show for you and it's on Netflix 
And so that's Country Comfort on Netflix. Uh, we love to see it. Love to live out that that country gal fantasy. That it really, and it's just it's so fun and so many twists and turns. Honestly, and it's left on a bit of a cliffhanger. So you know, fingers crossed for season two. <laughs> fingers crossed for a sequel to Country Comfort. And Nay, what is your second recommendation for this week? So my next recommendation is actually a film that was screened on one of our modules last week in Emma and I's joint module. Okay, so you're literally getting an insight into the Queen's film programme here, straight from the horse's mouth, okay? And that is uh, Wes Anderson's film Rushmore, which is from 1998. And Emma and I both watched it for the first time last week and both really, really enjoyed it. And I'm a big Wes Anderson fan anyway, but I've seen a lot more of his recent films. So it was really interesting seeing a film from the 90s like that I haven't, like, I haven't seen. And it's like he hasn't really fully developed himself as a director at that point so it's like you see a lot of his more recent films and you know like that is a Wes Anderson film but it was kind of interesting seeing a bit more of his roots and like where he was coming from so that's why I would recommend this if you're a Wes Anderson fan or even if you're not and you're trying to get into him you know that's super filmy of me to say but I just love Wes Anderson in general and basically Rushmore it follows the story of Max Fisher who attends Rushmore School And it's sort of a coming of age story about him where it's like he's at this kind of elite school. He's on scholarship and he seems to be interested in every aspect of school except the academics. So there's a bit of a gag throughout the whole film that he's like constantly starting new extracurricular clubs about everything. So he's like the chairperson of like 30 different clubs. And it's like beekeeping, kite flying, just like the craziest things you can imagine. And he's basically like flunking out of his actual classes because of this. But it's just such a fun film. Um, he basically ends up falling in love with his teacher and then has to like fight for the teacher's affections against Bill Murray which is just like hilarious in itself but such a good film and it's just like Wes Anderson films are just like so beautifully made and like this every every scene you could literally just like hang in your house as a painting or something it's just incredible and if I haven't convinced you to watch it already you have to know that it was co-written by Owen Wilson. So if you're a fan of Owen Wilson, which I think we all are, I know that's the thing. So like basically Owen Wilson is involved with like loads of Wes Anderson films. He stars in a few of them and his two brothers actually star in this film as well. So like, you know, the way there's like the Wilson trio of brothers and they're all actors, just like the Hemsworths. I feel like honestly, they're like a more underrated version of the Hemsworths the Wilsons yeah they should be um, they should be they deserve that Hemsworth clout honestly the Wilsons I think they do like I love Luke Wilson a classic a legally blonde heartthrob like very close to my heart as well and then the other brother who is like a bit like the third Hemsworth I think his name's like I don't know something beginning with a I have it in my head let's call him Adam Adam Wilson see that's why (laughs) I never have three children because the third one there's always a third one like Kevin Jonas I do feel bad yeah (laughs) There is, this does star the Kevin Jones of the Wilson clan, um, who is actually in another film called Whip It. That's the only other film I've seen him in, which is Drew Barrymore and Elliot Page uh, and a roller skating classic. So little uh, sub-genre recommendation there. (laughs) But anyway, this is Rushmore and it's available on Disney Plus along with a few other Wes Anderson films. If you're looking to get into him, I would definitely recommend starting there. Rushmore on Disney Plus, that is Stunning. And I get that would be quite good, I think, because like I love like I've seen like Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I feel like Wes Anderson, like even mm-hmm. if you haven't seen loads of his movies, he has such a like distinct style. So that could be very interesting to see that. Great recommendation, Dave. Love that one. Um, It's really it's been a great week this week. I've, I've had a lot of fun today, girls. 
Oh, I always have fun with you girls just getting to, to talk TV and film. But I mean, that's not a surprise. We are highly entertaining, so. Obviously, and I'm <laughs> loving the. So we had loads of great recommendations there to keep you going until until next week's episode of The Trendy Scoop. And thank you so much, Emma and Nate, for talking to me again today. Thanks, Claudia. Yes, thanks for having us. And there is such an exciting interview coming up next. I was lucky enough to get talking to Matthew Mullen and Jordan Shivers, who together comprise the band Two Degrees. Two Degrees was formed in January 2018, after they only met a few years before that. Since then, they have played across New York, across the UK and Ireland, including an appearance at the Three Arena in Dublin, and that was all within their first 18 months. They've quickly grown their fan base with their unique sound and unrivaled energy at their live shows. They, their first single was released in early 2019 and it broke 100,000 streams in just under two months. And this started a new chapter of them playing globally, as I said, across the UK and Ireland, as well as most recently in New York. After 12 months and three more songs later, they were brought to a halt, just like the rest of us, because of the oncoming pandemic. But they were working on their new EP, One Road, which is going to be coming out at, on the 21st of May. And if you want to find out more about that and more about them, then listen up to hear their interview. And I'm joined now by Matthew and Jordan for Two Degrees. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. No worries, no problem. Uh, so how are you doing, first of all? How, how are you finding lockdown? How's it been? Uh, where are you in the world right now? Where are you quarantining? Uh, it's going, it's not too bad. At the start, it was pretty, pretty bad. Like it was a uh, big change, like going from, because we were in New York when the coronavirus happened. Um, so we had to come home for that. And it was just quarantined. Uh, I'm in Kalsdowski's Kid Rest. Like, um, and we took a bit of a break from music. Took a couple of couple of months off. We hadn't really stopped in like two years. It was like playing four yeah. to five times a week. Like, and hadn't stopped. And then, but after, I think it was, after maybe six weeks, we are like, nah, this is, we need to start writing music again. Because like, we are getting a bit bored of it. Like. Uh, I, I, to me, like lockdown has been, start middle and end like the start i was like we had to get like just sitting in the house drinking and doing nothing and just living the bum life and then summer in the middle i don't know you're just like oh my god is this ever going to end but now now it's coming towards the end sort of a bit bit of optimism like because of because of what we're doing we're obviously in each other's bubbles and we're just working on the music flat out like but all you can do is try and be optimistic because if you, if you if you thought about deadlines and stuff like that, you you think you're never going to get out of lockdown. I know, definitely. We've all just been trying to keep our heads up at the minute. But, well, so yeah. you've been staying busy writing music and all recently, which we're going to tell a bit more about later. But how have you been keeping entertained? So, like, what music have you been listening to? And what TV shows have you, have you been watching over lockdown? <laughs> See, I, this is the fight. Because I didn't really, like, I didn't really do much. Like, I didn't really drink at all over lockdown. Like, or I didn't, like, do anything. So I was like, and I never watched TV. Like I never started watch TV. And he got he started get, got me into the office. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of obsessed with it. like it I still don't watch TV that much anymore. Like, but there was like a couple. There was like a month where I watched like <laughs> just binge like and it was so good. Like um, I love it. Oh my god! And the music ways. Um, I listen to a lot of a lot of music. Like I we both listen to Discover Weekly and like new stuff as well on Spotify. But um, yeah, what I listen to Harry Styles a new album off my rock and stuff like that. Right. I think a lot more mellow music, like you know, and a lot more random shit too, like so. yeah. I know a lot of weird music, like but I don't know, like I, I think though 
like whenever I'm driving up to your house, all the music I listen to is the music that that we've recorded. You know, I know. So like it's not you know we listen to more of our own music that will probably never be released than we listen to music that is released. I know. I was with your king already. <laughs> we wrote I think it's like forty eight songs or something over like and twenty eight of them were. This, this is going to be some album. Forty eight songs. Oh, no, it's, it's not even an album. It's the worst part. Only four songs. Yeah, Jordy wrote probably ninety percent of them, but there, oh, there was a couple that were never really ever shared with the world. Like no, or even my parents. So. Yeah, yeah, some of them. Some of them I actually regret listening to. To be honest, would I regret writing? <laughs> well, do you know what? You just throw them all out and see what sticks. Is that sort of the process? Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, so no, some of them never get never like or ever. I mean, just delete them forever. Like. Yeah, you, uh, uh, from my main, like, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere terrible. Like, sure. You should do like the oh, like yeah. like a blooper reel instead of like a blooper reel, and it's just all the like rejected songs, like the really bad ones. I know. I definitely think someone put out like it'll be a career at the moment. Like, but we had we had the whiteboard up, and then we had like the maybes, and then the absolutely not. It was just kind of satisfying, like rubble them all out. Like, uh, you know. No, I actually were all right. Like it's just someone where it's a lot better than the others. Like, yeah. What was that? I had, I had an hour down to four. Like. Took us about a month to narrow down to four, which there are there's four good songs, like eh? oh, the four different songs too, which is class. Yeah, very different genres. Can we really like want to be one of them bands that have the same sound and every song sounds similar in a way? Like, yeah, do you know what I mean, like the same. There's so many, like, and it's not a bad thing. Like, it's not it's normal. Like, but. I don't know. We just, I like, I like, we like branching out, like, and just trying different things, like. Yeah, and then eventually you run out of like women's names as well, so they're not all about women, like. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> was that it? Was the whiteboard just full of names? Uh, yeah, it was like uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. that's, a maybe. That's tragic. No, there was no names involved. So, who would you say, like, like musically, who's been inspiring the EP? So, like, what? Like sort of artists' sounds have you been listening to in writing your own songs? Uh, well, I love like off the edge here's my biggest influence. Thank you to a lot of people. Um, I also love Coldplay. Like, uh, I love Coldplay stuff. So one of the songs is very, very Coldplay kind of uh, acoustic kind of vibe. And wrote it. We wrote it like it was probably the last song written on that. The I uh, and it's yeah. it's a very Coldplay Coldplay vibe song. Like it's really nice. But it's like I don't know, mate. I I have so many influences. John Mayer as well. I have really like, weird taste music. Like I like so many. I love old stuff, and then new stuff like ridiculously. Who's your Who's your favorite local artist? Local artist, two degrees. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Never heard of them. <laughs> uh, nearby. Um, I don't know. Locally, I don't really know. Who would it be? Locally, I don't know. Well, huh? well, you. Claudia mentioned Jesse Stewart as well, mm. and then uh, Nal Horn, if he counts as local, <laughs> he's from Mullingar. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's the. Have you heard of this really underground indie artist who's called Nal Horn? Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of him. Obviously, he's playing the Fear Five Hundred. I don't get into yeah. the Fear Five Hundred stories. That's <laughs> this is not the interview in Claudia's Show. I may read songs though. No, please don't. <laughs> please. <laughs> Not a story that needs to be heard by anyone. Uh, well, I was going to ask a question about getting like writer's block because I was thinking it may be hard in lockdown to get in, to get inspiration, but it sounds like you've had the opposite problem. 
like reverse writer's no, block? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of times you get writer's block too, and you have to take a break from it. Like I, at the start of lockdown, I'm sitting at the desk just six hours, and I, I mean, this six hours you could sit there and nothing, nothing happens. Like, like you don't even write a word down. Some days, like it's, it's the most frustrating thing ever. Like. But I think what I've noticed with you writing is whenever you do get writer's block, uh, you're like, right, I'm gonna try and break down whatever comes out, and then that's where like the not the terrible songs, but you need them shitty songs. Oh, like I, you know, yeah. you know, it's it's like, like, what was it? As as you know, he says writing songs like a dirty tap. Like at the start, all shit comes out, and then it starts flowing. Like after a while, like that's generally what it's through. Like because writer's block's the most frustrating thing I write, and it happened to me at the start of the all the time. I just sit there, and I like I remember sitting there one day, and I was like, I'm gonna treat this. And when lockdown started, you couldn't remind me to treat sorry treat this like a job every day, nine to five. So I get up at nine, or ready to go at nine, and it's five o'clock, and I was like, I have one sentence. But time flies as well when you're doing it. Time flies, you're doing it. And just it's so frustrating. Yeah. After it, just be like you just wasted a whole day and not done. But it's part of it too. Yeah. Like it's so hard to go from writing songs like being real descriptive, like oh I met her at the park and we went for a walk and then next thing we're you know kissing or some shit like that. It's not fun, but yeah. <laughs> but then like you have to. Write well, that, that was so of... poetic. Is that Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> kissing and shit. Uh, and but you have to get that stuff out. In order to get probably where where we're at now with these songs, like you know, see now, see what once you get in the flow, but like now I wouldn't really get writer's block as much. It was only really at the start when I started probably taking it, the whole thing seriously again, like like and going at it. Like now I don't get, I can sit and write a song in ten minutes. Like yeah, it doesn't say it's going to be the best song I've ever written, but I still did in ten minutes. Like do you know what I mean? Like it's pretty. Yeah, is there anything good. you can do? Like, is there anything you ever try and do to like break writer's block, or is it just like you just have to power through it? You just have to. Get all the shit stuff out, and or like half the power. I think I don't think anybody has a way of getting over it. Like unless well, you can do a thing, you can set a timer on your phone and go right down everyone in five minutes. That's a good way to do it. Like just, I don't think you're ever going to get. Well, when you get it, get it. Like there's no certain technique of getting out. I think you have to just push yourself through it, and it's frustrating because ninety percent when you have writers block, the time the stuff's going to come out is not good. Like, but yeah, well, obviously you you're the songwriter probably in this in this uh, group. But like for me, I get writer's block a lot. Like even I do try to write songs, but whenever I get writer's block, I just sort of give up. Like we're oh, all so so frustrating. Like. But then you have the benefit of the studio too. I'm just making excuses. Like, but well, you know, I I probably don't do writer's block as well as you do. Like, uh, but like if I if I'm sitting on the guitar and then I have writer's block, I just go over and change the piano. Like, and just change your whole mindset as well. Like, because you're yeah. like and do chords to play with and stuff like that. I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I just. I just don't get it as much anymore. It's good, like I'm happy about it. Like, because at the start it was it was a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, you think there's it's going to take. A but year it, song. but we what we've sort of discovered with writing this EP is you probably agree is uh, releasing music. Twenty percent of it is how good the song of it. Like eighty percent of it is is the marketing on like photos and videos and stuff like that. There, like if if somebody who'd like no followers released a deadly song like you know nobody's gonna really hear it mm-hmm. you know if not only if it's like freaking like driver's license or something that's like insanely like good or whatever but that's why it's releasing music these days is so much harder because you need to have like people to pre-save your song and all so i just I, hopefully pe- people do pre-save your song yeah no this is, the, this is the first time we've probably say ever in our life talked music seriously like, yeah like obviously we love it. That's what we want to do for the rest of our lives. Like, but 
like when we start, we're just gigging that much. We didn't really have time to think about all the rest of the stuff. Like, because you're playing five nights a week, you're going home to them. It's just a non-stop thing. Traveling, going to America, coming back. George's going to house parties in the Netherlands. No, not anymore. Um, and uh, uh, where was that? <laughs> <laughs> did you just get? Uh, did you just get a flashback there? He's taking no. a flashback. No, um, but um, was it sixteen Jerusalem or something? No, <laughs> but I no. As I say, like we, like the first four songs we released, we never put, we never did a mark, any market behind them ever. Like ever tried, didn't have anything. Like just put them out as their song. Go listen to it, like the main like you can't do it anymore. And one yeah. of the songs done extremely well. Now I wish like imagine we did put market behind that song. It'd be I know, but fine. <laughs> You have to look forward. We're getting a publicist now. I'm trying to do, trying to get on the radio, like, but you know, doing stuff like this here is good too, like. But um, oh, it's all just to say, where are you like in that process now with the EP? So, like, now you're gonna have to be thinking about, like, now the songs are written, it's sort of like the work begins now. We're gonna have to start like coming up with like like visuals and stuff like that. So, like, have you put any like thought into what you're gonna do for that for the new EP? Yeah, well, the songs are done now. Like the songs are just now. Like that's the best part. Like we can just sit and they're done. Like they're finished. So now it's all. But that's what it was like a timeline at the end of February. Whenever we put it down to them four songs, we're like, right. What we need to do now is set a timeline. So get the songs done. Obviously, the songs are the most important thing. We we want to release daily songs. But like for example, twentieth uh, of March, which was two days ago, we planned to get our photos taken. Uh, we have a documentary team, not like Ampax and like out there, but like don't put that in the video. Hey, like, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't want to be in freaking what do you call them? Uh, what do you call that thing he does? Busters, uh, something busters. But no, we have to buy to film in this whole process, like you know, and that had to be organised. And then I'd say the next couple of weeks is sending the songs to Spotify and getting the photos we take took into artwork. And then see once we have that pre-save link from like Easter to the 21st of May, that's when we're just going to just advertise, like post every day on Instagram, you know. We don't us and all the friends and family and all. Exactly, uh, yeah. If you look at our Instagram, like we are the worst band for social media. Like, we we never use it. And it's not, I'm not like, I'll be honest with you, just because we didn't really have like we were never always gigging like I didn't really think about I know but know. we had so much stuff to do like we had so much stuff to post like we didn't even post it like which annoys me I know but I'm glad that we don't fake it nearly like you know when people say oh, I'm so busy today look at me I'm busy look takes a week sample video like people the fair bit of people who do that because I don't think we could ever could do that like imagine lifting your phone us in the studio well he's in the studio today I did that the other day, the other day ironically like yeah Ironically, <laughs> iron. That's how it always starts. It always starts ironically. Oh, I, yeah. Just jumping on every day on the phone, on the phone, <laughs> two three, now ignoring everything. No, I don't think we'll ever do that. We just say, please, pre-saver our our EP. But you know what it is? It's not even like it's not even necessarily about that because, like, I've like been talking to a lot of different bands that use like have been using social media and using TikTok, and like it's just about putting like your actual personality out there because like people that are just coming on me and like oh yeah I'm in the studio like pre-save my album like no one really connects with that anyway like uh, born shit too like watched yeah like a couple of weeks ago mm. I was talking to like a band from Derry and one of their biggest TikToks and it was like this stupid TikTok was about like Derry pickup lines and 
like so many people viewed that so many people were like connecting with their music and like mm. you know what I mean like you could just like be putting your personality out there uh she put up a wee video I put up a with 5.5 million likes or four, views on 4 point something I, 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 no, only, only 4 million likes not even no, it's like, we're being, not being humble being humble <laughs> I was like and I was 27 no, I should call it in it I I'm glad I did them TikToks because like it just shows stuff outside of thing in there, like you know. Uh so you're exactly right. Yeah, just put up stupid stuff like us just talking or whatever, and that's the ones that get the most likes, and then people go to your music. Mm. You know? See, that's the problem. My TikTok, I only started using it, like I'm really posting it, like, but all my stuff is just music. Like, I really like uh, talk much like probably yeah. like. And then you look like Patrick Bamford. I don't. So that, that's good. Like, yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't, yeah, I don't even know who that is. I'm like, trying, to, trying to look like I know who it is and then pretending I do. Oh, it's one of those. Uh, so, what else was there? Uh, have you been finding it like, obviously, like you were saying, like so much of your like career was based around gigging and based around playing live. Like, have you been finding mm-hmm. it hard not being able to do that? And you think it's going to be weird? Like, releasing new EP and not being able to play it let it out I, that, that's what I'm saying like the first week of lockdown first couple of weeks actually it was nice to have that break like it was nice to just chill out and not have to it's been fun like, not, not exactly but not like I ever I love play, like I, we both love playing live that's the favourite thing in the world to do I do it every five minutes for good like but it's, it was nice to just like have nothing like coming up if you know what I mean like there was nothing like nothing was happening we just do whatever we want for, for a while and then Within two weeks, I was like, I actually hate this. Like, I just won't play it. Like, mm. And the fact that you know that it's going to be going on for another while, it's just, it's, I know. And still, like, still don't even know what's going to be. Hopefully, coming to the end, like, you know. I think we're on, uh, hopefully coming to the end, like, we still don't know. Like, yeah. live music is going to be the last thing coming back, like, in my opinion. Yeah. It is what it is, like, you know. You do get scope or your scope some days, like, but then you're just like, right. There's no point thinking about it, like you know. And but I always, but as I always said, like I would rather come out of lockdown having done something. And like if we came out without an EP or no new songs, like that would just be a nightmare. Like I yeah. feel terrible. Like, be a like wasted year, like, exactly a wasted year. Like um, something needs to come out of it. Yeah, I know we're still to do any like. Would you do any like live shows or anything like that? Maybe for like right. when the releasing <laughs> stuff. Um, maybe do something. Like, I I really did. I didn't really like the live streams. Like, no, I wonder like, like you don't really get the same buzz as well. Like it's just like we practice every day anyway, so it was just like playing every day. You know what I mean? Like just in front of the phone. Like it wasn't there was no atmosphere now. Like yeah, yeah. it's too crack, I'll say, but it's, it's nothing compared. And I think I don't know. I just don't want to play. Like we could do live streams every week, yes, but and it makes people remember the remember the name and keep the name in their head. Like, but you're gonna get sick of watching them live streams. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, to, it's like going to the same nightclub every week. You're gonna get sick of that nightclub. Well, there has been a lot of people who've done really well over live streams, like your boy Rory and the island, Rory uh, Gallagher. You know him? You no, know Rory. Uh, no. Rory and the island played with Sean McGee. Oh, yeah. Sean McGee. Like, he, he, every week he gets like a thousand likes, but, you know, probably, I don't know if our, people who follow us would be on Facebook every week and stuff, so, um, no, I just don't know, not, really. probably not for us, but, and we can't even put a date on when the next actual live gig will be. So, you know, we can't just make up a fake date since 7th July, massive show. So that's just, you know, that is frustrating that way. Like, that. You can't really plan ahead yet when the gigging lies, but as I said, you can put out music like, so that's, that's yeah. what I think is the best option. Like. 
Yeah, and then at least if you have the new release out, it'd give everyone time to be knowing all the words and all for when you are playing live. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then we can just practice and pretend we're like on a stage here, you know. Yeah, really definitely. Like, I got what you mean though. It's just, it's just not the same vibe. Like no, no idea. Yeah. Like it's off. Like I listen, it's not for me. Like, like it's good whenever you go mad for a song and you're sitting rapping and you're sweating, sweat stripping off you. After 10 minutes, then everybody starts clapping, going mad. <laughs> if you did that to a camera and you weren't getting any feedback, I would just feel it's like so shit. Not even that, like you're doing it in a living room, like what the fuck's going on? Like? Yeah, and then you get like virtual claps. I don't know. I just, it's not a big clap. Like, it's the fact that I'm, but you don't know if they liked it or not, though. Those my family here in the living room, like, yeah, hopefully they like it. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's just not the same vibe. I know, well, hopefully we can get back to it soon enough. And definitely, I'm sure everyone can't wait to hear the new stuff that's coming out. Uh, where can people follow you if they want to be the first to hear it when it does get released? So the the name, what's the name of the EP? It's called One Road. One Road? One Road. I'm from Darius. One Road. One Road. One Road. See, it's your own folk life. So it's, it's called One Road. Uh, it's going to be out the 21st of May. And uh, there actually is a woman's name in the song. I forgot that one of the songs called Caroline. Yeah, one of the songs called Caroline. Caroline. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about uh, who's a makeup effect person. Um, it's Caroline. Not as big Caroline. No, so we'll get our pre-save link and we'll be putting it out on Instagram and TikTok at Two Degrees Music, and we'll be releasing a two-part documentary on basically the whole process of how we recorded the EP. Um, but yeah, that, that day, twenty first of May, is most important. So us, hopefully, we'll have a, it'll be on the radios and Cool FM and stuff, and Queen's Radio and things like that. Oh, you know? definitely, it'll be everywhere. I better be in the five hundred. <laughs> oh, blur it! Next time I go to get my MOT, that'll be it. The MOT <laughs> man will be the MOT man will be on it. Yeah. So. That is it. The new so the new EP is going to be out. Uh, one road out on the twenty first of May, and the pre save link will be out. Make sure to follow Two Degrees everywhere so that you can see the documentary, see all the new great stuff. Uh, Matthew Jordan, thank you so much for chatting to me today. Thank you, thank you very much. And now for a quick rundown of some of the top celebrity news stories from this week. Billie Eilish absolutely broke the internet this week when she revealed that her famous green and black tie-dye hair has actually been a wig for most of 2021. The teen star broke the internet on Wednesday. She unveiled a dramatic makeover which showed off her new bleach blonde locks on an Instagram video. So she's actually been wearing a wig since January and she's been working on this new style for weeks. Uh, She wrote, this was in my drafts, lol my hair has been blonde for like two months. Billy has spoken out in the past about her decision to wear baggy clothes in a bid to avoid being sexualised. She's become a hugely successful artist in her short time in the industry and has won a legion of fans with her unique vocal stylings. Last week she picked up m- even more prizes at the Grammys and running wa- record of the year for the second year in a row, which is crazy. Only 19 and she's doing so, so much and everyone was absolutely gagged at her blonde hair, which is stunning. A celebrity who was not getting so much positive press this week was Kylie Jenner. She came under fire after sharing a GoFundMe and asking fans to donate money for a makeup artist's brain surgery after a car accident. 
uh, the criticism from this comes from the fact that she gave $5,000 to the GoFundMe as a billionaire and was asking her other fans, her actual fans to donate money. So Jenner is worth around a billion dollars thanks to Kylie Cosmetics, although there has been rumours that that figure is inflated. But she asked her fans to help pay for the makeup artist brain surgery after being in a car accident. Despite the fact that she has fifty and $60,000 broken bags, as a lot of her critics were quick to point out, they reacted negatively to her small donation of $5,000. But the GoFundMe has since raised about $100,000 since it was started. Uh, defenders of Kylie Jenner would say that she only worked with a makeup artist twice and way back in 2015 and they're not actually close friends. And he is not keeping up with the Kardashian star's personal makeup artist. But what do you think if you're a billionaire? Should you have to pay for people's medical bills? Maybe maybe don't post or go fund me and ask your fans that have no money to actually give money. But that was what happened with Kylie Jenner this week. More pictures that broke the internet in a bit of a relation to the Billie Eilish story. Lady Gaga and Adam Driver were sending everyone into a fading frenzy. Because there was pictures released from the set of the movie that they're both currently working on together. An autobiographical drama called The House of Gucci. So Lady Gaga, singer and actress, taking a starring role as Patricia Reggiani in celebrated director Ridley Scott's autobiographical drama about the 1995 assassination of Italian businessman Mauricio Gucci. Reggiani has been nicknamed the Black Widow and was found guilty of paying a hitman £240,000 to murder Gucci, the heir to the fashion empire. Gucci had left Reggiani for another woman 10 years previously after telling her he was going on a short business trip from which he never returned. Reggiani was initially sentenced to 29 years and she served 18 before being released in October 2014. And the film is based on the best-selling novel The House of Gucci, a sensational story of murder and madness, glamour and greed. But the pictures that had everyone absolutely in a frenzy on Twitter was of Lady Gaga and Adam Driver as these iconic roles. Gaga was dressed in a pleated Max Mara dress with a belted waist and was completely ready for her next scene as the style-conscious Reggiani and was seen wiping crumbs from Adam Driver's mouth. And so definitely can't wait to see what that movie comes out. Definitely going to be a huge, huge movie and those two looked absolutely amazing in those pictures. And finally, for some positive good news, finish off the celebrity news for this week, Bindi Irwin, the daughter of Steve Irwin, has sent fans into overdrive with a huge hint on Instagram that she has given birth to her daughter. So the daughter of the iconic wildlife legend Steve Irwin has regularly kept her social media followers updated throughout her pregnancy with snaps of her baby bump, but she has gone quiet for almost a week. And the silence has led fans to believe that the new arrival has came. The blackout followed Bindi and husband Chandler Powell sharing identical posts to Instagram on Sunday that gave the impression that their child had entered the world. The pair both shared a picture of them gently touching Bindi's stomach along with the caption, My World. But followers were quick to notice that it was actually a throwback image that had been posted a week earlier. In an image shared on Friday, his wife seemingly was going to great lengths to hide her tummy, again prompting people to, to gossip about whether their daughter has been born. The child will be the couple's first baby and all of the best luck to Bindi and Chandler with their new acquisition. And that is some of the biggest celebrity news stories from this week. 
and it is that time again it is the end of another episode of the trendy scoop thank you so so much to kuba and ross at the show and of course thank you to all of our amazing guests this week thank you to matthew and jordan from two degrees and to the always lovely emma walton and neve bell i have been your host claudia salvage and make sure to listen in next week to hear what is coming up on the trendy scoop